You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Have you ever been denied a credit card or had an application go pending and wondered, what do I do now? Keep listening as we share how to deal with denials, pending applications, and calling reconsideration lines. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. Okay, we know that getting that pending application is no fun. But even worse than that is getting a denial. When it first happens to you, it can be completely stressful and sometimes hard not to take it personally. Trust me, I know that feeling firsthand. On today's podcast, we are also going to cover retention offers, which are offers from the bank to get you to keep your card instead of canceling it. But first, let's go over what to do when you get a pending application. Jess, start us off. Okay, so getting a pending application, especially with Chase in particular, but I know that Barclays often has pending applications regularly as well, is really concerning at first. And I think that people assume that they get a pending application and that automatically means that they're going to be denied. But that is not the case at all, especially with Chase business cards. It is super common to get a pending application. I think I've gotten one automatic approval for a Chase business card ever. (laughs) If I get an automatic approval, I am more surprised than if my business card application goes pending. And so I do not think that a pending application is an automatic denial. Actually, in my, from what I've heard from people, if if Chase is going to deny you, most of the time they just deny you right away. They don't even send you pending. Of course, that's not a guarantee, but I feel like most of the cases I hear of applications going pending eventually do get approved. And so don't sweat it. I know it's a little bit nerve wracking, but I don't think getting pending means that you are automatically going to be denied. There are a couple of options if your application goes pending. The first one is the one that I always do, and that is to wait it out and just wait and see if and when you hear from the bank. I feel like chase wait times with pending applications have gotten really long. My past couple of pending applications have taken like two weeks for Chase to get back to me. You can call if you want to and try and push it through quicker. I personally do not do that because I have around 15 credit cards with Chase and I do not want eyes on those accounts. And I don't want the person answering the phone to say, Miss Field, why do you need this card? You have 15 other cards with Chase. And so I prefer to just let it work its way through the system. Some people have no chill, and I normally don't have chill, but some people have no chill and they're like, no, I need to know right now. And so they will call in and try and get 
the online or the phone reps to go ahead and push that application through. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Sometimes they tell you, hold on, we'll send you an email or we'll send you a letter in the mail. And so I think it just kind of just depends on whether you're actually going to be able to get that approval pushed through. Chase does have an automated status line that you can call and there's a personal line that you call if you apply for a personal card. There's a business line that you can call if you apply for a business card. And those will give you a message that says either you've been approved or your application is still pending. And you'll hear from us in two weeks or you'll hear from us in seven to 10 days. I believe that the thinking is that if the automated status line says two weeks, that that is an approval And if the automated status line says seven to 10 days, that that is a denial. That has been true for me, but I don't know that that is fact (laughs) or if it's just people guessing. Um, And so calling the automated status line is another option. And you always want to just keep an eye on your email for updates. If you do get approved, you will get an email from Chase that says congrats on your new card. If you already have an account with Chase, you can also log into your account. And if you're approved, that card should show up in your account. That's assuming, you know, if you have a personal account, your personal cards will show up there. If you have a business account, your business cards will show up there. And so you're not going to see any business cards in your personal account. But those are just a few tips that I have. Alex, have I feel like yours have gone pending also yeah they i'm with you i think i've my last application was auto approved and that was unexpected i was very happy to know right away that it was just automatically approved because like you that is very very rare for me especially i feel like with the co-branded like a southwest business card you know a hyatt business card sometimes those are easier to get auto approved doesn't happen all the time even with those Whereas the ink business cards, especially, I think I've only gotten one auto approval. I think usually more often than not, I'm getting a pending application. And I am like you in that I don't call them, but I also have no chill. And so I call the automated status line about every day to hear if there's been any update to my account. No, that's exactly what I do. And I'll even... I'll call and it says two weeks and I'm like, okay, it still says two weeks. And then the next day I'll call and I'm like, okay, it still says two weeks. And so I, yeah. You know, what's really weird for me is I think I've mentioned this before. I know you guys know that Chase just doesn't like Pam anymore. And I'm not sure what the deal is. I'm assuming that it's a velocity issue that I just, for some reason, um, they just have decided that they've offered me all that they're going to offer. I'm not even getting, um, it says that it's in review, but then I hear nothing. I don't hear anything. Yes, no, anything. I have gone and done the um, reconsideration line, which we'll talk about in a little bit and still nothing. But before that happened to me, often I would wait like you guys did 
you know, be chill about it. And then all of a sudden I just see it in my account, in my Chase account. And that was how I usually would find out that I was approved. And that was always, you know, so exciting to see, but they hadn't really ever let me know it had been approved. It just suddenly showed up there. My husband still can get Chase cars, no problem there. And that's the same thing that happens with him. So it is definitely not unusual to have a pending application. That is the exact same thing that has happened for me with all of my business cards. I don't think I've been automatically approved for any of them. All right, Alex. So what about when the bank wants more information or to verify your business? So this is what's happened to me, I think, twice now where I have that pending application and then I hear from them that we need more information to verify you are who you say you are or your business is a business. So what they will usually ask for, they'll send you an email or a letter in the mail and they will ask you for a set of things. So for example, they might want the proof of your name, the name, proof of the name of your business, proof of business address. They might want proof of your EIN. And if you applied using an EIN, then you, you'll have that information. You just send it on in. And the other thing that's nice too is they will, on that document, it'll give you examples of what you can send them for proof of address. So you can send a utility bill or a copy of your driver's license, different things like that. So it's, I think people get these letters and they automatically stress like, what in the world am I going to do? How am I going to verify this business, especially if it's a Facebook marketplace business? How am I going to verify this? But it's actually pretty easy to do that, especially if you, for example, if you have a Facebook marketplace business, it's very important that you apply using your social security number as your EIN and use your legal name as your business name. If you have an EIN for your Facebook marketplace business, that's fine. Use that. But if you don't, you don't want to be making up a business name for your business, like Alex Payne Facebook sales. I wouldn't want to do that <laughs> and then put my social. So if as long as you put your social security number, it's going to be really easy to give or as long as you put your business, your legal name as your business name, uh, we all have lots of documents to prove, you know, your business address and your name very easily as long as you use your legal name. Now, there was a time when I, one of my first business cards, I didn't know that. And so I applied with some made up name for the, my business use, like this was very, very early on. I used my social security number. I made up a name. They're like, they sent me that letter that I needed to verify my business. And I'm thinking, I have nothing that says the name of this business. This isn't a real, like, not technically a real, real business. And so I figured it out. So this is for anybody who finds themselves in this position. I ended up creating a DBA, which is a doing business as for that business that I had made up the name for. I sent that into them as my proof of business name, and then I was able to get approved. So I feel like the the really long story I'm telling you here, the take home is 
you can figure it out. And when you get these letters and you feel like all hope is lost, there's usually a way to figure it out. It might take a little creativity, but there's usually a way to still find those documents and prove who you are, you are who you are, or your business is who you're saying your business is. And I will tell you, there was moments when I did that and I made the DBA and I had to call Chase like two or three times. And I was thinking, this is just a waste. Why am I even doing this? This is taking way too long. And then you know what? I didn't give up. And I used those points for my first business class flight to Greece. It was a United business card. And I used those points to fly business class for Greece. And I will tell you, hands down, it was worth, you know, the couple of hours total that I spent between making the DBA, finding the documents, calling Chase. It was a headache. But getting that business class flight made it all worth it. I have not personally gotten any of these letters to verify my business, but I feel like they have become a little more common recently. I've been hearing about more people receiving them. And I feel like nine times out of 10, it's someone who applied as a sole proprietor with their name and all they have to do is send in a copy of their driver's license and then they get approved. And so as long as you're not like Alex and don't make up a name, (laughs) I feel like the process is actually pretty easy and like not really scary at all. So what do you do though when you are denied? You've done all these things. You're pending. You've done the pending application. You send in more info. If they ask for it, you're still denied. Mom, why don't you tell us a little about what you do there? Okay. So there's good news and bad news with this. The bad news is everyone will get denied at some time, just about. I don't, we've all been denied at some point. Have I have? No, Jess hasn't. Jess is the perfect child. Oh my goodness, Jess. And you got a ton of cards and never been denied. I am amazed. Yeah. Well, for most of you, for most of us, you're the other two of us. Yes, and, and including my husband, we've all we've yeah. both been denied. What about Mitch? Has he been denied, Alex? I know that I've been denied. My husband's been denied. Alex has been denied. Has Mitch been denied? Yep, he's been denied. What about Ted, Jess? Ted has never been denied. Oh my goodness, we need to be living in Texas. You guys do it right over there. <laughs> That's amazing. So for most of you, you probably will at some point get a denial. So that's the bad news. The good news is it doesn't mean that all is lost. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get that card. So the first thing you want to do once you get a real denial is you want to call the reconsideration number. Um, Honestly, we have only had success with Chase, so I really wouldn't bother calling the others. You want to call within 30 days that 30 days. Otherwise, you've got to reapply. Now, when you get get on that recon call, you the first thing that I do is I try to be very friendly. I try to establish rapport with them, you know, just be super duper nice and kind. I explain that I was denied and that I'm confused why I would possibly even be denied. And so they'll usually pull things up and start looking. Sometimes it might be that they've they've given you all the credit that they can give you at that point. And so 
one of the things you can do is to offer to remove, to move some of your credit around. So if I have, say, $20,000 on one credit card, I obviously don't need that. I can ask them to lower that to 10000 and maybe then give me 10000 on the new um, card as a limit. And that works out well. Another thing that I find to be really useful is to be prepared to tell them why you want that card. Um, so, for instance, I have a lot of Chase cards. I recently applied for the Chase uh, United Club card because we have some amazing United uh, club lounges that have been renovated in the Denver airport. And I wanted to make sure I always have access. And so I told them how great I think the renovations are, that I really want to have access to it, and that my other cards were not going to give me that to try to sway them to do that. And sometimes all that doesn't work and they push it through or they still, you get a denial. One thing that then you need to do. It's called H-U-C-A, the abbreviations for hang up and call again. Get another rep. Try someone else. Maybe that particular rep isn't going to help you, but another one might be able to be the person that will do the trick for you. So that's really important. Um, as far as when my husband gets has gotten a denial, he doesn't want to call and do that work. He doesn't want to call. And so what we will do is we will call and he will tell them who he is. He'll give them the information and he'll say, can my wife please talk to you? She's my secretary. And then I'm the one that will handle that for him. As I said earlier, I have had good success the recon calls with Chase until just recently. And so they don't like me. I'm not getting anywhere with that. Um, so I am just taking a break from Chase for six months or so. Luckily, there are a lot of other cards I can open. I'm taking a break. I'm going to um, cancel a couple cards with them, and I'll try again in six months. So right now, Pam is not the luckiest person with Chase, but it is really unusual for this to happen. Just so you know that sometimes it might happen. You might just have to take a break. So Alex and Jess, what have been your experiences with Chase and the recon calls? Well, Jess has never had to make one because she's the golden child. But um, I have had to call the reconsideration line. And one time, sometimes what can mess you up too is if you, like the, your income amounts, if those vary between your last applications then they could kind of raise a red flag for them. So one time I had to actually bring in documents to a Chase branch to verify who I was. And then the Chase banker called to say, yes, that is, she actually did apply. She does want this card. And then they approved me for the card. So I've had some weird things happen, which I think, like you were saying, mom, very unusual that I don't think most people are going to have to deal with. I also have had that happen where in this situation, actually, where I had to go to the Chase branch, the person that I called on the phone told me I was denied. And I said, well, I sent in the documents you guys asked me to send and I haven't heard anything back. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I can't tell you anything more than what I've already told you. And I said, OK, so I hung up. I called back and the next person said, oh, yeah, you just need to bring your documents into the branch. And once we can verify that you are who you say you are, 
we can we'll be able to approve your application. So I definitely agree with you that there's times where you want to call back. I personally just I I think sometimes you can just kind of get for myself I can get a feel that like this doesn't really sound right or if it's from a call center in another country sometimes if it's the person that's deciding I want to speak to somebody a little higher up. And so that's something to kind of keep in mind like you said just to try to call back and ask to speak with somebody else like a supervisor or something. So moving on Let's, mom and I, we will share cards we've been denied for. And Jess, she has some other stuff to contribute as well. But first of all, I have been denied for a Capital One Venture card. This was years ago. I haven't even reapplied for it because I was later approved for the Venture X and the Venture X business. So I still someday can get the Capital One Venture card. I've also been denied for a City Premier card. I've never had that card either. Um, I think I've tried for that card twice. And both of these cards are notorious for being very sensitive to if you have opened a lot of cards recently. So I've been opening a, a lot of business cards lately. So my hope is in the future when I try to go for these cards, it'll be more likely that I could be approved. Um, I already mentioned I'd been denied for an ink business card at one point called recon was approved. Um, my husband, actually that's been twice with ink cards. I think where I've had to call recon and was approved. Um, but the one, the one that I just called and I didn't have to go into the branch was so easy. They just asked what, what do you need the card for? And what's your business? Super easy and took me maybe five minutes and I was approved. Uh, my husband has been denied for a city premiere as well and a Venture X. So he has the Venture, uh, the regular Capital One Venture card and the Venture X business. In another six months or so, I'll probably try to get him a Venture X personal card. What about you, Mom? Well, I the, I think the first card I was denied for was the Capital One Venture X card. I had the Venture card and I was really bugged. And so if some of you take it personally, yeah, we take it personally sometimes. I was really irritated, though, because I had money in their bank. I had a substantial amount of money. And I'm like, how can you deny me? And I was like, I'm taking all my money out. I'm not doing business with you. I mean, I was really, you know, it wasn't going to do me any good in getting the, the card. And so, but I was bugged. And so what I did is I waited about six months and I applied again. And I got denied again. Honestly, it took me two years to finally get applied, to get, a, you know, approved for it. Um, I had the Capital One Venture card and couldn't get the Capital One Venture X. And so from, and I tried right when it came out. So I just have been applying about every six months. And finally, they, they approved me. I have no idea why, because it wasn't like I was taking a break in my applications or anything but something gelled and they suddenly approved me. And then my husband had the Venture X and didn't have the Capital One card. And he had trouble getting that, but they finally approved him. So we did have, and, they, and they're and they just known for being quirky. So if you're getting denials for either of those cards, just hold off for a while and retry later. You know, I will say when you're talking about taking it personal, 
When I was denied for the city premiere card, <laughs> I was so bugged because they told me it was because I had too many accounts and had opened too many cards recently. And I applied the same time my mom did. And my mom has so many more cards and so many more accounts than me. So I was like, okay, well, I'll try it for Mitch. He'll get it. Nope. Denied. And then I think, did dad get that card too, mom, or just you? No, he got it too. So you were really bugged. I remember that day. You were so bugged. I was really bugged. I was like, this is not, because I'm like, you know, if you don't want to give it to me, fine. But at least give me a legit reason, because you can't say that I have too many cards. And then this little lady over here has about two times as much as we do. Yeah, you just can't take it personal. You just have to move on and move on to another card. I know every time I fill out an application, I hit submit. I still, I'm holding my breath to see whether I'm going to get it or not. It's like almost, you know, agonizing you, because it's just such a, it's such so exciting when you get approved. But after you get denied a couple times, it gets kind of scary. So like I said, Chase business cards, I have um, been denied for, I still have probably four of them myself, but I tried to get a couple more and have been denied. Um, and then my husband has been denied for a Chase business card in the past. And uh, we went through recon, he ended up getting it. And then he was denied for an AA card. I forget recently, I can't remember which one, I think it was a business one a city business when I, you know, I didn't even try with that because you really don't have very good luck with that. So our perfect child, Jess, is now going to tell us about some other things that could happen, even though she's never been denied for a card. Yeah. I don't know how I haven't been denied for a card yet. Um, I'm assuming that it is going to happen eventually, probably in 2024 because I'm going to be going for more inks soon. Um, all I can say is I treat my relationship with Chase like a baby. And I don't know if that it could purely be luck, but I have a lot of, I have my checking and my savings account with them. I regularly update my income in my profile with them. So like whatever I have in my profile is what I put on my application I am regularly evaluating how much credit I have with them and adjusting it and like closing cards or lowering my credit if I'm getting close to the limit. I've heard that Chase will only extend 50% of your income in credit. So like if I'm getting near that 50%, I'll close a card or lower my credit limits. I really try not to close a lot of Chase cards because... I value my relationship with them a lot. And so if lowering my credit limits is an option, I do that. But again, it's probably mostly luck. I know with Capital One and City, it's luck for sure, because I don't really have any sort of relationship with them outside of their credit cards. So while we haven't been denied, my husband and I both were in Amex pop-up jail for about two years each. And it's like not even getting to the point of being denied. They're like, you can't even submit your application. <laughs> and so, yeah, so Amex pop-up jail is basically when Amex decides that, here's how I think of it. They kind of decide that you're gaming the system and they're trying to put a stop to it. And I don't think anyone understands how 
they select people to be in pop-up jail because when I was in pop-up jail, I had only ever had, I think, two or three Amex cards ever. And so it's not like I was someone opening dozens of Amex cards at the time. Um, So I was in pop-up jail for two years. Every time I would try to apply for an Amex card, a little screen would pop up saying, due to your previous relationship with Amex, you will not earn the welcome offer on this card if you continue with the application. And it gives you the option to cancel the application or continue to submit the application. I don't know anyone who would continue to submit the application if you got that pop-up. So I advise you to cancel the application because it is not worth a hard pull on your credit to not earn that welcome offer. Um, So my husband and I were both in that for two years. So we had a good two years each of not being able to get any Amex cards. Luckily, we are out of we're both out of that now. And now it seems like we're both kind of on the gravy train of getting the Amex cards. We're both getting those offers, 150K platinum offers. So I really do not understand Amex at all, but I will take it. And I'm hoping that since we've done our time. We're not going to get in jail again, but who knows? All right, Alex, you've been in pop-up jail. Pam, have you ever been in pop-up jail? No, I've never been in pop-up jail. So, you know, okay. maybe Chase doesn't love me, but Amex is loved Somebody me. loves you. So your relationship with Amex is like my relationship with Chase. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense because I have I have banked with Chase forever I have, you know, I have updated my income. I have, I've done everything that you're talking about doing. So I don't know why. Who knows? I just hope it ends soon. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in pop-up jail though. I was in for about two years and I can't figure it out because Mitch was able to get a Hilton card, a Hilton business card, but he hasn't been able to get an Amex membership rewards card still. So some of that, sometimes it can just be based on this, a particular offer. So I will try again in another six months or so and see if I can get him an Amex membership rewards card. But yeah, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very strange. I think he has had two Amex cards. So it's very odd. I don't so, understand. It. I don't understand any of it. I don't either. So moving on, Jess, tell us about retention offers. So that we're kind of switching gears here here a little bit. But I don't know when else we're going to be able to cover retention offers. And they are a very important thing to know about. They can be a means of getting you a lot more points or saving money on annual fees. So tell us what a retention offer is. All right. So at a basic level. We always say you should keep your card open for at least a year. Don't ever, ever, ever close your card. You know, open the card, meet the minimum spend, and then three months in, close it. Like that is a huge red flag to every bank. And you are really putting your future travel hacking journey at risk if you do that. Once the second, so you'll you'll keep it that first year, you'll pay that first year annual fee. And then once the second year's annual fee hits, you might decide. I don't know if it's worth it to keep this card. I don't know if I can justify the annual fee. Let me see if I can get a retention offer. A retention offer is basically where you call up or chat the bank and you're like, hey, I'm considering canceling this card. 
and they're like, yo, 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 wait, we're going to offer you this special thing to try and keep you as a member so that you don't close the car. This really has only ever worked for me with Amex. I've never gotten a retention. I've never even tried to get a retention offer with City or Capital One just because I heard that that's basically a no-go. I think during the pandemic, Chase was a little bit more willing to do retention offers. I have heard of people getting retention offers from Chase. I have personally never tried it with Chase. Amex, I try it for every single card. And so the nice thing about Amex is that you can chat and ask for a retention offer via chat. And so that is what I have always done in the past. I will just chat them and say, I'm considering closing my American Express Platinum card because I can no longer justify the $695 annual fee. And they will say, oh, Miss Field, please reconsider. Here is what we can offer you. Sometimes they say that. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're just like, okay, peace out. And I cancel my card. Other times they will offer points. They will say, if you spend $5,000 on your card within three months, we're going to give you 40,000 Amex points. That's an example example of a retention offer. It's kind of like a little mini sign-up bonus, but you're not opening a card again. So I have personally asked for a retention offer on my all my Amex cards, even if I actually don't plan to close it. An example of that is my Amex gold card. I don't ever plan to close my Amex gold card because I really value that Forex on dining and at grocery stores. And so even though I have no plan to close it, I'll still ask for a retention offer because if I can get points, I might as well get the points. So most recently, I chatted them and said I was considering closing my Amex gold. And they said if I spent $2,000 in three months, they would give me 15,000 Amex points. For me, that was a no-brainer to accept it because I was going to keep the card anyways. But if you if you legitimately are thinking about closing a card, it's a little bit of a tougher call and you will have to decide whether that retention offer is worth it to pay that annual fee for another year. What about you, Alex? What are some examples of retention offers you've gotten? You know, lately I haven't been very good at chatting with Amex about retention offers because I, for example, my Amex Gold, I know I'm keeping the card, so I don't even pay attention to when the annual fee time comes up, which I know it's not a huge deal. Like you can still message them if it's probably around that time sometime, but good reminder for me to chat with them next time because I would gladly take 15,000 points for $2,000 of spending. Um, But I have The cards that I tend to remember to do them for are my Amex Marriott cards. I think because I've had those cards for a long time, I have just the Amex Bonvoy card, which they don't offer anymore. It's the old SPG card and the Amex Bonvoy business card. And I've had them for a very, very long time. And so I just for some reason, I remember I'm in the habit of checking those cards. The last time I wasn't offered anything But these aren't cards I'm even considering getting rid of because I value the free night certificate I get with them each year. We always use those for travel when we're going down to like my kids' soccer tournaments. We usually stay at like a Spring Hill Suites or Residence Inn or something like that. And I get a lot of value out of them. But 
I have in the past, I know one of the times I believe I got 40,000 points for spending like two or $3,000 on the card. This was a couple of years ago. So I don't know if they're quite this generous anymore. What they've offered me in the past too is like, we'll give you, you know, X amount of dollars, like $150 if you spend this amount of money. And you can chat with them and say, oh, is there an option to be awarded points instead of money? Because, you know, I would value 40,000 points a lot more than $150. So, I mean, that's just an example. I don't remember exactly what they offered me, but the points offer was much better than the cash back they were going to give me. So I definitely did that one. I've done, the only one I've done was Chase was during the pandemic and it was for the Sapphire Preferred. I think I got like $50 back on my annual fee, but I wouldn't expect them to offer that as a normal thing. I feel like that was just related to the pandemic. But I have heard of people, a friend of ours recently posted on Instagram that she got like um, a retention offer on one of her Southwest cards. So they gave her, I think they gave her money back towards her annual fee. It wasn't like she got points, but you know, you just never really know. And I think it's a lot easier to, you know, play the game of retention offers if you're already considering closing the card because then you can just do it in all in one call. You're like, okay, this isn't a good offer. I'm getting rid of this card. When you're planning on keeping the card, that's when sometimes I forget to do it because it's just another thing to do, but it can really pay off. So what about you, mom? Well, I think this has been really good information for me because I've been doing it exactly like you. If I plan to keep the card, I usually don't ask for it, but I'm going to start doing it because, you know, it's just free points or free credits or whatever. And it's just kind of silly that I haven't done it. Now, I have done it on, again, just on the American Express um, cards. For me, it's been the American Express Platinum card or the American Express Platinum Business or the American Express Platinum Gold Business. I remember I did take a $300 credit on an Amex Platinum one time for spending three Okay. And that was, that's, you know, $6.95. And I actually, my benefits cover more than, you know, what the annual fee costs because I use all my benefits really well. So I just thought, oh, okay, well, that's going to take even more and off. And so I did that. Now I've asked for retention offers on my Amex Platinum business cards a few times because I've always been going to close them after that first year. And actually, the retention offers have always been horrible. And I once they give me one, I go, oh, that really doesn't make it worthwhile. Do you have another offer you can give me? And they'll give me another offer. And then I, it's still not good. So I actually have never kept one of those because of the retention offers just haven't been good. But uh, yeah, I think retention offers are a great way to get either some money off your annual fee in in the way of a credit Or like you guys said, it's probably a lot better to go ahead and get those points. Well, we hope that after today's episode, you feel a little more confident about how to deal with pending applications and credit card denials. If you enjoyed today's episode, let us know by leaving a review. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? 
follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.